0: Happy Friday, everyone. And thank you for joining us on Friday Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Coppernall Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association.
1: And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA. Friday Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. Well, today we have just one guest. And by we, I mean, I have one
0: guest and it's Alicia. And that's me. Um, Alicia is... Uh, oh, so, background Oklahoma Education Association has term limits for our uh, governance leaders. Indeed, you do. And uh, your term is just about done. It is. Let's see, today is the second
1: and so tomorrow's it when the gavel goes down at ra that is when our policies say that um the switch happens holy
0: moly well we we wanted to you know today's the last day that alicia's um going to be hosting the podcast and so we wanted to take time to just visit with you about your career and kind of what happens now and all the stuff in between um so for folks who might not know, you're a Spanish teacher at heart. Soy
1: una maestra de español. Okay. Sí. <laughs> so talk to us about why you decided to become a teacher. Well, I always wanted to be a principal. Really? Yeah. Well, um, maybe you'll hit that goal someday. My brothers say it's because I'm bossy. <laughs> I say I Assertive. have leadership skills. Assertive. <laughs> leadership skills is what I've always <laughs> called it, but whatever. Um, but in seventh grade, I knew what I wanted to teach, um, because we had, I was in coach Allen's, I can class. Now coach Allen was a football coach uh-huh. and I can class was, uh, a new thing that was based on the premise of Zig Ziglar and the power of positivity and positive thinking. Uh-huh. That's what the entire class was, Oh my gosh! so it was my happy place. Yeah. Um, that's and, way up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that is one of the driving factors of, of, why I am who I am. I just, I mean, I'm pretty sure I can picture this
0: class full of what, like 12 and 13 year olds, like seventh, seventh grade. And like half of them are like, Oh, M goodness. (laughs) I am so over this. And Alicia's
1: like, yes, let's make a poster. When things go wrong as they sometimes should, when the road you're traveling. (laughs) Yeah. We (laughs) don't quit. We had to memorize that. So then, so you decided that was for you. So I decided, so, uh, There was a knock at the door and Roberto came in Mm -hmm. um, and he, Roberto, his name is Clemente. uh, And I remember that because of Roberto Clemente, (laughs) the baseball player. (laughs) Don't ask me why that's an association because I didn't have anything to do with baseball back then. (laughs) Um, So anyway, Clemente came in and and he didn't speak English. He was Mm -hmm. from Mexico. Uh And Coach Allen said, anybody speak Spanish in class? And nobody raised their hand. Anybody in Spanish this nine weeks? I raised my hand because I was in block. Oh, my gosh. And he had Clemente sit next to me and said, Alicia, it's your responsibility to um, to teach Clemente what we're doing in class. And what? To help him out. And I was like, challenge
0: accepted. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: I fell in love with language acquisition. Of course, I didn't know that that was what it was called. Right. Right. And and being able to communicate with somebody that, um, that is from, you know, another country and, and trying to, to get messages across and, um, and learn, you know, a little bit of culture on the, on the side. So that's, that's what, that's what sealed the deal for me.
0: So then you uh, went to college to become an educator Mm -hmm. where you learned how to be a union boss and talk with media from all over the world. We'll get to that. Yeah.
1: That's not in college. Um, Although it started in college because my sorority sister, Heather uh, Doherty at the time, mm -hmm. now Heather Sparks, uh, was president of the SOEA. Yeah. And so in solidarity, all of us who were education majors joined SOEA. Mm Because she was the state president. Oh, that's I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that you guys are roommates. Not roommates, just oh, I'm sorry, sorority sorority sisters. sisters. Okay, yeah. got it. So um, you student taught. I oh, did. What was that like? Um, it was different because I student taught in Putnam City. Uh-huh. Um, I did elementary first, mm-hmm. and um, had a great uh, experience with Becky Routen, mm-hmm. uh who retired just recently from Mid Dell. Mm-hmm and um and then i did my student teaching at Putnam City High School where i had graduated for my teacher
0: oh that no i way. had
1: taken spanish from the entire time so, so so i walked in and he walked out oh my god that's pretty much how
0: that happened that's crazy so okay so you so i just imagine that being a student teacher is so eye opening and it seems like people are either like yes or absolutely not yeah describe what that feeling was like with the first time that you that you
1: actually presented lessons or worked with kids. So um, one of the first lessons that I presented, we were, it was tengo hambre, I'm hungry. Uh Uh, We were teaching about food, all of that. Uh And so it's my turn to teach the lesson. Uh I had watched, you know, Becky teach the lesson. We're talking fourth, fourth grade, probably fourth, fifth grade. Uh And um, at Western Oaks. And I start to teach the lesson, and the little boy raises his hand. He's like, "I think I'm going to be sick," and he throws up all over the place in the classroom. (laughs) And you were like, "Yes, this is for me." (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, "Is this? We didn't cover this part in class." (laughs) So you were like, "Yeah, I'm in on this." And then there was no janitor around, um, so we had to leave the classroom. What? And, um, And you know, and then in the reflection of the day, it's like, so, okay, how'd it go? <laughs> how, how could that have gone better? How, what would you do, you know, in the future? Yeah. And, um, and so you learn about the flexibility mm-hmm. that teachers have to have. And, you know, I was hooked. So uh, did you join OEA right when you started teaching? Yes. So Why? Because the teachers that were the leaders in the building mm-hmm. were the ones that came to me and asked. And you respected them and yeah. they were your yeah. people.
0: So there's a big difference between joining OEA and then serving as president, like running for a statewide office within OEA. Talk about your journey from the beginning of just joining to the decision to run for a statewide office.
1: Well, as you said, that's a huge gap in mm-hmm. and steps forward. Mm -hmm. So, um, at the end of my second year of teaching, there was a round of budget cuts. I was an elementary Spanish teacher. Mm -hmm. And so those budget cuts impacted our program and I I was rift. Oh, wow. So reduction in force. Yeah. I was, um, I was hired. So our program started and, um, and two of us were hired at the same time. Uh And, um, my last name was after hers.
0: No, so that's, really. that's
1: how it happened because, you know, it's seniority evaluations. You know, you go through the whole yeah. thing, and they were all even. Oh so, um, so that's pretty much what happened. And my my local YPEA UConn uh-huh. Professional Educators Association was with me every step of the way yeah. of that process. They yeah. walked me through. I mean, I was mouthy back then because I remember talking to the assistant superintendent <laughs> and I was asking all these questions and he was like, do you want my help getting a job? <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. Mm, oh, okay, right. I'll, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> so, um, so you know, after all that process, then, um, the, then another person left the program and so I got back. my job back. And... Um, And they let it rest for about a year. Uh And then um, those same people that I respected and helped me through the process said, Mm -hmm. hey, we've got an opening for a building rep at at your building. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, we helped you out. It's time for you to help us out. Yeah. So um, I did that. And then I was a negotiator. Um, And, uh, you know, the training for that and the the skills that you develop. Right. I mean, I was fascinated because it's and, not anything you learn in school. No. Yeah. No. And, um, advocating for yourself and, and your colleagues. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a big deal. What, I mean, what was it like being a building rep? Uh, I mean, it was like going to meetings and putting paper in boxes, Yeah, you know, that, that was the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end I was like having conversations with, People in the building about what's going on yeah. and and that kind of th- that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty low risk, yeah, high reward position right. in the association.
0: And so, at what point did you decide I want to do something at the higher level? Well, beyond just your local.
1: So, um, during negotiations one year I was president and chief negotiator. Mm-hmm. Um, although we always had our OEA advocate with us yeah. at the time. Yeah. And so, um, so we had an issue and the district, it looked like we were going to go to impasse and we hadn't gone Which to impasse. Which is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. In, in twenty thirty 30 years. Yeah. I mean, like, so right ever. Yeah. Basically. And, um. And, uh, and I made some phone calls Mm -hmm. and I said, I need some people at, at, you know, this meeting Mm -hmm. and, um, at the school board meeting and over 200 people showed up. Whoa. And the district was like, what? Whoa. And, um, and then people in the local who weren't, who weren't members yet Uh were like, Oh, Yeah. She doesn't just talk the talk. Yeah. She's like, she puts it out there and walks the walk. Yeah. Carolyn Crowder, our, our interim executive director was at that meeting. Oh man. And, you know, I spoke to the board and, um, you know, and the more you learn, Mm -hmm. the, the, the more you grow, Mm -hmm. the more hooked you are, Mm -hmm. I think. Or that's the way it worked for me. Yeah. Going to summer leadership Academy, Mm -hmm um which is coming up July 15th. Okay. And um you know going I mean there were all these different trainings mm-hmm. not just professional development for your your students to be a better right. teacher right. but to be a a better leader and all of that trickles down. So you ran for so I ran for uh OEA board of directors. Uh-huh. And then um, I served that position for a while. I was elected to uh resolutions committee mm-hmm. fr- f- to represent OEA on resolutions, which are our belief statements right. uh, at the national level. And then I was elected to be on the NEA Board of Directors from a statewide vote of our members. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more you learn. Yeah. And then, so, so talk about you were serving as
0: NEA Director.
1: I was and um and i knew that i wanted to run for vice president the next time that that came a- open mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately uh it came open earlier right. than i had expected and um and not with good circumstances our president at the time becky feltz who was a mentor to me mm-hmm. um, had cancer mm-hmm. and she uh she had to step down mm-hmm. from being president uh, be, be due to health reasons, mm-hmm. and she passed away. Um, and so the president, Linda Hampton, uh, the vice president mm-hmm. became president. Mm-hmm. And then our rules say that the board um, elects someone from within the board mm-hmm. to fill the position until the next election.
0: What was that like stepping into that role with an association that was really grieving?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we were all grieving, and um, and yet there's work to be done still. Yeah. So, so we honored her. It happened right around um, delegate assembly time. So we definitely made that delegate assembly special and reflective of who she was mm-hmm. and what she did for the association. It was her—being president of the association was her dream. Yeah. Always. I mean, um, and so that was difficult for all of us, mm-hmm. and— um, and she was so well loved. Yeah, and and so it was it was um, sad time. And actually, we left Delegate Assembly and went to her funeral.
0: Oh my word! Which was
1: also yeah. on my fortieth birthday. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that that all happened all at the same time. Yeah. And then um, a, and then you have to figure it out because right. you know, Linda Linda had been acting as vice president. And do, fulfilling the presidential duties mm-hmm. while, you know, she right. was going through treatment and so sick, right. and then you know when she stepped down, so we had to figure out what what that what a normal president vice president, mm-hmm. you know, and how to um, fulfill the needs of both offices and um, and work to our strengths mm-hmm. to help the association. Did you always know you were going to run for president? after i decided to be on the leadership track mm-hmm. for oea that was my that was my goal so what was it like running for president In, interesting yeah but different from before yeah we used to have elections where those running for office like spent thousands of dollars on pens what? and tchotchkes. and no. and yes no and giveaways yeah oh my gosh yeah
0: Nobody's got that kind of money. Everybody's teachers and support staff.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so, um, and so that's that that's not my philosophy. Yeah. My philosophy is get to know people right, and right. get out there and but it's scary to put yourself out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a big Yeah. Because you could lose. Right. But you didn't. But what or, if you don't? But what if you don't? Um, so what was it like when you started as OEA president? I mean, that to me feels like it would be so exciting and amazing also very intimidating because you're the voice of so many public school teachers and support staff. It's a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. I have high expectations of yeah. myself and, and hold myself to a standard that I don't hold other people to, um, which I should probably be in therapy for, but uh, <laughs> that's a different topic. You've got time for it now. So now there's time. Um, so Linda Hampton was such a, a great Role model. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Lila Odom and then we had David Duval as an executive director. So mm-hmm. I always felt like I had a good support team. Yeah. Um, and it, at OEA we have, we truly have a partnership between the president and vice president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a, um, you know, we have a retreat when we have a new officer team, mm-hmm. we talk about our communication styles and, you yeah. know, um, what buckets of work interest us and um and as president i thought is super important to to make sure that the vice president had plenty of work to do yeah and wasn't just in name only right and writing thank you notes <laughs> and you know yeah doing doing grunt work right. while i am off on camera and yeah you know pushing all these fabulous things. So, um, so that's also scary Yeah, because you're trusting. Yeah. You're trusting someone to fulfill the work that is so important to you and reflects on your presidency. Right. Um, which Catherine has done an amazing job, mm-hmm. uh, on, on the buckets of work that she has, that she's been doing. I mean, it's just fantastic. So what were, what were the things that surprised you when you became
0: president? You were like, Oh snap. Now I'm in charge of this, or now I've got to do this, and now I'm getting interviewed, and now I'm getting, I'm going to meetings where people are upset, or I'm doing, you know, like
1: what, what, what surprised you? Um, interviews and, uh, how they just want you to talk in sound bites. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard for teachers, especially because we, your it's explainers. Fine. Explainers. Yes. Let me tell you about the history of this issue. Uh, yeah. Which is really what I did with one reporter one day. And she goes, yeah, that's not what I want to know. <laughs> and like, like, take another run at that. After a five-minute five, uh, five minute explanation of how language acquisition happens. Because it was about an ELL issue. Oh. And,
0: and um, you were in deep. And I was. You were like, I brought this chart of brain science. Are you ready? But, She's like, stop it.
1: Yeah. Our, um, our communication specialist at the time, Candice... Uh, she used to say, okay, Alicia, where you take that breath, that's where you stop. Like, <laughs> just just don't say the next thing. And I'm like, oh, my husband says that all the time too. <laughs> so there are so many issues that OEA
0: deals with that are just sort of these recurring, ongoing things when we think about funding and curriculum and the teacher pipeline and all of these things that are happening all the time. Um, but then uh, in 2017, we started the Together We're Stronger project.
1: Yeah, we we Which have, is a
0: lot of those things combined.
1: Yeah. That is I mean, that is the thing that is uh great and and frustrating about the job is you have to know so much about so many different things right. so that you can speak effectively to whether it's the legislature, the State Department of Education, right. locals, coalition work that we do, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean it's all the time. But but you know, even before 2017, we knew that something was going to have to change. So we had been on listening tours with our members and with the community uh, to say, "Hey, what do you want? What do you want education to be? And yeah. do you know that this is happening? And what is your right. what is your response to the funding cuts? And um, and education had held the funding cuts so insularly mm-hmm. that." Many of our communities did not know the full extent right, of those budget cuts and what it was doing to their kids' education. It is.
0: And this is one of the things that's so hard to relay because teachers and support staff will do whatever it takes to protect their kids. Yeah. And, and they were paying out of their pocket. They were giving up their time. They were burning out because of that And in superintendents'
1: jobs are dependent on the fact that they're fiscally responsible and they think that that reflects on, that the community would think that reflects on them when the reality is it was the legislature that was doing it. So So
0: this drumbeat started the year before the walkout. Yeah. There were, it felt like 1000 special sessions where things were, it was maybe two at least um, (laughs) that, that things were not uh, working out Mm -hmm. and and to me, I it felt like the temperature was rising.
1: Yeah, with each with each vote to make more cuts, mm-hmm. with each revenue failure, with each opportunity that our legislature chose not to um, deal with the reality mm-hmm. uh, that tax cuts and corporate welfare mm-hmm. have put our state in, um, it just it just got louder and louder, that drumbeat that we're going to have to do something. We're, we're going to have to do something drastic. So what was that like for you as a leader? Um, you know, during the walkout, I wasn't nervous at all. Mm. Like I had such a peace yeah, about, about the whole process because I knew that it had to happen. Yeah, I knew that this was the only way that we were going to make things better. What, what was, what was the walkout like for you? Like the first
0: day, like sort of, I mean, to me it's like, well, are people going to come? Oh, everyone's here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So we had to be there at like five thirty in the morning to right. start interviews. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we did our round of interviews and the, and it was bitter cold. Yes. And, um, and then we started to walk over and we saw more and more cars Mm -hmm. and then the buses started coming Uh from the alternate locations. Mm -hmm. And then there were 20,000 people there. And, um, and then the next day there were at least that many, if not more. And they started building the tents and, and I mean, uh, filling up the Capitol and advocating. And I mean, it was just, Democracy in action by people who had been pushed away and cut so deep for something that they care so much about, and that's our kids, mm-hmm. that um, that gave me the inspiration to keep going. And every night we would have a board meeting. Mm-hmm. And we would talk about, you know, what's going on with the day, you know, what are you hearing from the superintendents in your regions, what are you hearing from the members in your regions, who's coming, who's not coming, mm-hmm. you know, all of, all, getting all of that data. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that, you know,
0: there is, a, there was so much of that invisible work happening with the OEA board. You guys were in constant communication and the board is elected by members, represents the whole state. Right. And, um... I think a lot of the walkout people think of it as just you yeah, deciding.
1: No. no, that's not the way our association works. Right. We're a representative democracy. And and so um, my leadership style is always about including those that are elected to make those decisions.
0: Was that frustrating to you?
1: To include people no. and not just decide? No. No. It's no. Comforting. <laughs> no.
0: where Where people people didn't exactly know the process or didn't exactly know that it wasn't just you, but a whole team of educators.
1: Yeah. You know, um, it, it, it allowed us to see our gaps, mm. our gaps in what our members know and don't know our sure. gaps in what our, um, what our citizens understand about government and how that works. Yeah. What, uh, you know, what gaps we had as an association with being able to contact our members mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. a quick and timely manner. I yeah. mean, so it, it gave us then an opportunity to fix some of those gaps yeah. afterwards. But, um, but it, so I guess it is a little frustrating to, um, that people didn't understand that because yeah. we've been giving all this information all this time, Yeah, but, but people are also just wanting to teach their children and right. shut their doors and, right. and 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 be that. Right. So it shouldn't have come as as much of a surprise as it did. Yeah. That there wasn't an understanding of how things work. Or even that these were um, legislators and not Congressmen and women. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. Just just that basic knowledge of understanding. Right. Um but the number of parents and community members yeah. and you know, uh, districts that that let out to make it happen. That's that's what made it successful so that they didn't claw back those things that we had won, Mm -hmm. you know, right before the walkout. Right. And it also helped seal the push forward for future funding. Mm -hmm. When
0: um, the walkout, why do you think the walkout was so divisive? I mean, I think it's still something that people... It's I mean, it just seems like such an emotional thing for people, you know, and even though it's been three years, it seems like people still have a very emotional response. I have an emotional response to it still. And I'm and I worked here. I wasn't even educating at the time. Like, what do you what do you
1: think? Why is that? Why is that? Because it was so. Personally empowering for people. Yes. That. um that they they became emotional emotionally attached to what was going on for the legislators it i think the um accountability mm-hmm. that they were being held to mm-hmm. was something that they hadn't experienced before yes. and quite frankly they didn't like it yeah they didn't like it that they weren't just able to go in and and do what they do every day And um, and and make those decisions without any consequences or reflection.
0: Yeah. I uh, one of the things I that I remember from the walkout was um, one one night I got home. I felt like all of us were getting here when it was dark. We were getting home when it was dark. Um, I opened my mailbox. There's my time magazine for the week. I opened it and there is a quote from you. And I screamed because it was like, there's my friend Alicia speaking up for public schools in Oklahoma, and I just was so proud. And did you learn how to interview with Time Magazine when you were in college?
1: No. 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 Never did I dream that I would. I was an introvert, really, (laughs) until college. And then... I didn't want to be noticed. I didn't, I would have never spoken out in class. Oh my gosh. Really? Up to that point. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, I wanted to be see her seen face, and but not heard.
0: It's serious disgust on her face. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I mean,
1: so when I was in high school, I ran for chaplain of DECA and I couldn't even look up. Oh my gosh. During my speech, I had to read exactly from my note cards and I heard people commenting. About that on the way home, but they didn't, I mean, on the way back to my table, Uh but they didn't understand what a step it was for me to even get in the front. To even, yeah, yeah, speak in front of people. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I went from that to speaking in front of 50,000 people and talking to Time Magazine, New York Times. Yeah. CNN. And,
0: and I loved seeing how all of our, I mean, people were out there. It was cool to see how empowered people felt. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, and that was the best. And then, and then, you know, after that, when we turned to campaigns and elections, we had yes. such such a member engagement mm-hmm. that year that if we continued that, we would not have the the issues that we're having with the legislature today, I think. Man, the
0: education caucus grew by multiple people that year. Yeah, and we it still from grew like, last year.
1: What, seven to 28, 29? Man, I
0: can't remember. It was a few to a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, it just shows what we can all do when we're rowing in the same direction.
1: Yeah, and, and those people who voted against the increase in taxes. Yes. And that's right. And all of that we defeated all but one of those. Yes. That year.
0: Thank you but no thank you. Yeah. Like stop hurting public schools. Um it made you know it made uh education the issue that year in elections. It wasn't just it wasn't just the walkout yeah. and now we're done.
1: Yeah, no. No. The walkout was one action but it couldn't end there. Yeah. Because then well, you can't have a walkout every year, <laughs> uh, and nor should you, right. because like that's the nuclear option, right? <laughs> uh, when when you know you've had a billion dollars in budget cuts right. and education can't function. So the walkout was the event of a lifetime, or, until, or so we thought. <laughs> until
0: until the next event of a lifetime, um, last year um, we had not only the pandemic, but this massive racial justice movement across mm-hmm. the country. Um, are you
1: exhausted? Um, every day's a new day, <laughs> so like my hair's grayer, <laughs> I walk a little slower, but there's still work to be done, and um, and those are issues that you know our members needed assistance with. I mean that there was so much I mean
0: like nothing obviously that anybody's ever faced before at this right. at this level. I mean education is so different than it was in the last pandemic, we'll just say it that way. Yeah. Um what was what was that like? What was that like when it all when it all began?
1: So, you know, we thought it was just going to be a short thing. Right. And so um and, uh, let's finish out the school year and then we can Yeah. 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 But then we learned that it was going to be, you know, a little bit longer no, than we thought. No, we were all suckers. But still not a year. Right. Right. So we, again, reach out to our members. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What do you need? Right. What are things that that we can put in place that will help you? And so, I mean, our teaching and learning staff put together all kinds of professional development. We, um, we... Got with members who knew some of the platforms already because they've been using them um, and offered trainings on those. I mean, you know, the OEA isn't just the officers and the staff that are in our buildings. It is our members. Right. And so we plugged into our members and and worked with them. We made partnerships with the um, Oklahoma chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Yes, I we, mean, yeah, that has been very helpful mm-hmm. on lots of different fronts so
0: the pandemic, one of the things that brought that came up in in my observation was um the fear. We had members who are going through chemotherapy yeah. we have members who have copd i mean issues that are that COVID is very dangerous for um, did you i mean how do you not take that home i mean i would just it just seems like that so it's so emotional and so personal and scary
1: you do and um there's what no way not to take it home yeah right yeah uh, because again the weight of the world is on on your shoulders to mm-hmm. make the right decisions that keeps people alive. Yeah. And, you know, our detractors were like, see, the union won't even let us go to school. When You're it, right,
0: because teachers hate school.
1: Right. <laughs> but we were doing school all along right. just differently. Right. And, um, and we have to keep our teachers safe because that keeps our students safe. Mm-hmm. And that gives us an ability to have school in person, Later on, right, and we had members who you know, um, who pushed to have school face to face, and we had members who pushed to not have school face to face, yeah. And we had to be the conduit to, um, to help everyone have success in what they needed. So some districts went back because that's what their people wanted, right, and some districts where there was a higher, um, Higher uh, rate of infection, mm-hmm. where you know there's a more concentrated population, mm-hmm. where there are larger class sizes, they just couldn't do it, mm-hmm. and and shouldn't have done it, right? For the safety of all, um, I would never wish on anyone to have to write letters of condolence to members' families. Um, again, I mean yeah. that that was the worst. Ugh, I can't imagine. What,
0: um, what do you, when you look back at your time, what are you
1: most proud of and what is a regret you have? So I had, I had goals of, um, of membership increase, um, funding increase for public education, uh, as an overall state action, Mm -hmm. but for the OEA itself, Member engagement, revitalization of our caucuses, Uh and um, lifting up the ESP voice Uh uh, were three of my main goals. And we have revitalized the caucuses. The caucuses are special interest groups within the association where people can get plugged in. So we have a Native American caucus. We've got a um, Black caucus, Republican caucus, Democrat caucus. Um, Peace and Justice Caucus. I always forget Hispanic Caucus. Uh-huh. So, um, so we have groups of people that are plugged into those interests and promoting and pushing ideas that way. Uh-huh. Um, and that helps us know the member voice better, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, because then they, you know, talk to talk to the officers about what the needs are and what the ideas are of the caucuses. Uh-huh. Um, that that has been vitally important and and helped us elevate racial and social justice as well. Mm-hmm. LGBTQ caucus is another caucus that we have. Yes, um, and so that has been, I have loved seeing that grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes time and an intentionality, right? And um, has been difficult with all the other stuff that has happened, right? Right, but um, but we've moved forward in uh in our thinking and our um in knowing that systemic racism isn't just out there right we have to reflect on ourselves too and, and what our policies are so um that has been a huge growth part and elevating esp voice mm-hmm. education, um, support, education professionals. support professionals and um and not saying teachers right we are educators you yeah. We are all the professions that have to deal with education. And so um, knowing that even in a pandemic, we in the last couple of years, we have at least three new support locals. Oh, that's right. And um, just a huge deal that and and even more than that, we have new bargaining locals, support locals that have been. But now they're bargaining locals. Good. They've taken that power there, you know, and they see themselves as leaders and not a stepchild to education. Right. We couldn't have school without our support staff. Yes, absolutely. And it's beyond time that legislators recognize that and, you know, and our communities recognize that. So what's
0: something that you regret or something that it's like, man, I wish I could have gotten to or I wish that there was more time for... Um, Because I feel like the last four years have really not been, (laughs) your time has not been your own, (laughs) (laughs) right? But, or maybe, you know what, how about this? How about something that you, that you hope for the future of the organization?
1: My hope is that we look beyond the divisive, partisan Uh BS that's Uh in the world Uh and Come together as educators that are doing what's right for kids. And to do that, we have to be reflective and we have to understand the privilege we have of where we've come from and what we get to do and always strive to be better.
0: One of the things I think people don't recognize about service, and this can be any kind of service, is that it's not just the person who is serving. It is a family commitment to service. It is. Um, what, what do you hope—you you have a daughter who's a senior this year. Mm-hmm. What do you hope that her takeaway is from your time as president?
1: The importance of doing what's right because it's what's right and not shying away from something that's hard or something that, um, makes you nervous and just stepping up and stepping into it because, you know, um, it's not easy and it hasn't been easy for her, uh, to watch some of the things that I've gone through. And so, um, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. And so, uh, she sees how I react to, to that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, our kids are always watching, always, always watching, and they're always learning. And it may not be the lessons that you think that you're teaching them. And so I, I, hope that, um, that, uh, what I've done and, and, uh, what she's seen me go through makes her stronger and better. And I, and I know that that's true. You know, last year, she she's the one that pushed our family to to walk in the Black Lives Matter walks. She made Mm -hmm. our posters. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she believes in in the racial and social justice piece. Mm -hmm. And um, knowing that she has watched and learned that lesson through us um, and that's made her want to step out and do better for others, uh, just makes me so proud of the future for not just our family, but for all families, because that's just not happening in my house. Yeah. It's happening in a lot of our houses. What? I would have never thought about stuff like that as a kid. Oh, I mean, no. that just wasn't, you know, oh, yeah. well, let's go outside and play four square. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth's like, let's go outside and save the world.
0: Yeah. Um, what, to kind of close this out, what
1: message do you have, for our members? Stick with it. You know, public education, being an educator um, and for me being a teacher is the best profession ever. You know, we change lives. We educate the future. We see potential in, in a kid who may not have a support system in any other way other than by the fact that we're there for them and we're cheering them on. And so um, be that champion. Be that champion that our kids need you to be and um, and join your professional organization. And that's the Oklahoma Education Association. We're doing the job. Uh-huh. We're making the difference. We're pushing. And it's not always fun. And it's not always easy. And sometimes it gives us some heartburn, but it's the right thing to do always. Well, thank you for your time, and thank you for your service to public schools. It's been my pleasure. I wouldn't have had it any other way. And welcome to Alicia's Morning Announcements. A doo, 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 doo. Uh, couple of things. Number one, on um, July 6th, the job possibility for becoming a membership processor for OEA closes. So, if you are interested, if membership processing and um, computer stuff is your bliss, spreadsheets, spreadsheets, data,
0: sorting things, queries on yes. a computer, Ma- reconciling,
1: this is the job for you. Yes,
0: I will not be applying. <laughs> nor nor will I, I. will be terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, my husband does some of this stuff mm-hmm. for a an entire hospital system. Uh-huh. And like he he's like, I had to change four hundred thousand line items today. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 sounds delightful. But really, it's an important piece of yes. the OEA um puzzle. Yes. So critical. It, it's a critical job. So if you're interested in that, uh you can find the job posting online. And just a quick programming note. July is a month that we're going to take off from the podcast Mm -hmm. and, um, and take vacations. Yes. And, um, and come back, relaxed and refreshed. Yes. And you will have a new voice with you, Catherine Bishop, who is the president elect and who will have become president by that time. Oh man. So, uh, you'll still have me. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) sorry. No, no. So, um, I hope that, uh, That you enjoyed the time that I was here as much as I have, and Catherine's going to be awesome as well. Yes. And by awesome, I mean I set the bar pretty low on that, so (laughs) she should be able to handle it. (laughs) And July 13th, you know, no election is, is unimportant. Correct. All elections matter. Yes. And although there are no bond issues for public schools in the July 13th election cycle, there are elections for municipality issues Mm -hmm. in 13 counties
0: man and their voter turnout is so low in municipal elections like if your vote ever i mean your vote matters every time but like holy macaroni yeah like there are some communities where it's like fewer than 10 people like your vote is so important in these elections
1: so go online find out if there's a municipal election in your county Mm -hmm. on july 13th find out what you're going to be voting on yes yes because some of those can be kind of obscure, right? Um, and vote, yes. If you're going to be out of town because it's vacationish time, uh-huh. get a ballot, yes, to vote uh, through the mail. Uh-huh. Easy process, mostly easy. <laughs> I found it a little confusing, but that's you know I don't I don't focus well sometimes. What since when? <laughs> All right. Summer leadership. Uh, We've mentioned this before. It's July 15th. It is virtual online, OKEA.org slash SLA 2021. Yeah. Be there. Be square. It's going to be great.
0: You know, I think what I love and look forward to for these kinds of things is I love hearing members from all over the state lead these sessions. Like they just have, it's so cool to hear how they do things, how everybody's kind of different, the way that they put things together and the the problems they, I mean, there's universal things, but it's so cool to hear how people solve problems and like This isn't just, I mean, it's people who are doing what you're doing and they, and they know what's up. And I just love listening to it.
1: Learning with and from our colleagues. Yes. Yeah. It'll be good times. It'll be good times. And happy Independence Day on July 4th. Enjoy your weekend and be safe.
0: Yes. I'm going to enjoy my weekend. Alicia, I hope you enjoy your weekend, which will turn into the rest of your life And like, well, not really retirement, retirement from OEA.
1: I mean, reality, this will be only the um, only because of virtual representative assemblies. Mm -hmm. This will only be the second time that I will have been with Kenna on 4th of July. Are you good? What are you guys going to do? Are you going to do something fun? Are Um, you going to watch fireworks? I think my brothers are going to come over and um, Kenna and my older brother uh, go sit on the roof and watch the fireworks in Yukon because they're right by our house. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I stare up at John, at my brother and Kenna um, with worry <laughs> and try to enjoy the fireworks. That's what happened last year. They'll watch like, the fireworks. I will fret. That's yeah. what I'll do. If, if you think I'm clumsy, uh, then Kenna is me times two. Oh, Lordy. So just maybe. Me- just catch her. Yeah. <laughs> she, that's I'm spotting her oh, the entire time. that she's on the roof.
0: Well, I hope that you enjoy your July 4th. And I want to say thank you to our guest today. You, Alicia. Um, thank you for talking with us. Thank you for your service. Thank you to everybody who's listening to Fried Okra Today, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Carrie Copernall-Jacobs with the Oklahoma Education Association.
1: And I'm Alicia Priest, president of the OEA until the gavel goes down at (laughs) NEARA on July 3rd. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.